Welcome to the Miss Manual Podcast. Home to viewing a female's perspective in the automotive and motorsport industry. What's going on, Miss Manual family? Sean here. Wanted to talk to you before the show started. Wanted to let you know MissManual.com is officially open. Those who've been dying to support of something to represent loud and proud Miss Manual when you walk into the streets, it's now available and wanted to make it even more exclusive. Those who purchase something from Miss Manual, if you use the discount code Loyal Listener, you'll receive 15% off a $40 or more purchase being a Miss Manual podcast listener. And I wanted that to be a reminder and let you know that you have a big impact in part on Miss Manual as a brand now and for the future to come where we'll be able to do extraordinary things, document the process of all of these amazing women in the automotive and motorsport industry, blue collar, hardworking women, because it's lack and Miss Manual has taken the obligation and responsibility to be that vessel where young women and even young men can have a new perspective on what's possible for a female being a hard worker in the automotive motorsport or blue collar industry. And so loyal listener, 15% off your next order of $40 or more. In the meantime, enjoy the show. So Jackman.car focuses on basically my track life and my cars and also a little bit of my boyfriend's cars. And so, but a little more as me as a person, I'm currently graduating college with a robotics engineering degree. And I've done a lot of work in like software and stuff, but it's not something that I'm, well, I'm really passionate about, about engineering. And the thing about cars is that a lot of it is just understanding the, the dynamics of it when you're driving. And so the thing that I really get enthusiastic about is like the the really sciencey aspect of driving, I guess, which is kind of like really nerdy, but I really love it. So that's why I really like tracking because I get to kind of put together the math of it while I'm driving. And I'm like, oh, you know, if I like kind of hit my brakes a little like this and I try to change my inputs a little bit, then I can kind of math it out and see like how my lap times will improve that way. So it's kind of a different approach, whereas there's a lot of more organic drivers who are actually really talented. Like I feel like my boyfriend is very organic driver. Um, And so he's very good at being like, if I kind of do this and I do that, I know this will be the outcome, but he can't explain mathematically why that is. It's just something that he understands innately from doing a lot of driving. Mm -hmm. And that just... And that's, that's pretty cool. I like that. Like you, you just, you're very intrigued from a number standpoint, just how to be more efficient. Like most people can't like articulate or they can't even explain, you know, you know how like they know they might have to cut a turn, but you know, exactly more than most uh, as far as like, you know, if you got to, you know, go 45 degrees on the next turn or if it's, you know, 47 degrees, whatever it may be. So that's, that's definitely, that's different. That's exactly why it's so important. You know, it's like, it's cool to get different perspectives because I'm sure there's an engineer listening to this guy or gal, you know, that's, mm-hmm. you know, either have had interest to getting on the track or they can a hundred percent relate to what you're saying. Yeah. And it's actually really cool because you can kind of apply the same engineering theories to your driving. Because you'll be like, okay, I'm going to spend three laps trying this one thing. And then I'll take my data and then examine it. And then I'll spend another few laps trying a different thing. And then you can kind of compare it and be like, oh, okay, 
like it's kind of like a more of a little engineering standpoint where I do a lot more calculations and I analyze more data but it kind of ends up getting me to the same place as people who are just like oh I'm just gonna try this a couple times and I'll probably figure it out was <laughs> definitely how, how did how did you and your your, your boyfriend meet the Mr. and Mrs. Manuel <laughs> we actually met in a parking lot at school we actually didn't meet really the first time we met we just I parked at the parking lot and then he parked next to me and we both took photos of our cars parked next to each other and then we met each other like a week later and he thought I was a guy because I guess <laughs> having a nice car <laughs> and a, like a roll bar and stick shift were not really like anything that screamed girl to him but it was very cool and then I guess we ended up dating like a year and a half later so that's awesome yeah <laughs> congratulations like I said that's legit like legit that's that's a lot of that sounds like a movie almost as far as like how that how that happened most people would be like really that's how it really happened like <laughs> ladies well, together. some that's people awesome. are a little weirded out because they're like you met in a parking lot and I'm like you know what it makes sense if you drive you know you always park as far away as possible and then the one guy who parks next to you is definitely a crazy person just kidding they're definitely into cars <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you try to find somebody that respects, you know, okay, cool. That car respects their car. They respect their car and better yet to have some have something similar. You're like, okay, cool. Like I'm right yeah. there. Like, they, they get it. Yeah, I'm not trying to get door dings. <laughs> She's like, I'll go all the way in the back. I don't care. I don't care how convenient the spot is. I'm going all the way back just to, to reassure nobody trusts my car, even looks at it. Yeah. So how long have you been on the track for? Is like how long have you had that adventure, and like how often do you go? And you know, is it like a therapy for you? I know I just add like three questions, but like I don't know. You can like start with. <laughs> yeah, uh, no worries. So I've been tracking since the summer of 2016, but I only tracked about twice in 2016, and then in 2017, I went about once a month or twice in a month if I was really busy, like the previous month, and I basically went about 15 times in 2018. And so this year, I've only gone once in January because I've been really focusing on graduating and finishing up my undergraduate thesis. But starting in like the next month or so, I'll probably be hitting the track a lot more often. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, and what's, what's, what's the difference? Which, what would you say is different from the first time you got on the track to, you know, you, you being, I say, a seasoned veteran, quote unquote, like what was the most like, unorthodox uncomfortable thing that you had to like get used to like you, you felt like you had to conquer like oh okay wow like that's the first I've never experienced that like definitely want to like get better at that any scenario similar to to that um I think as you get faster and as you move into higher run groups the thing that you really have to get used to is just um being you you yourself have to be a lot more predictable because then other people can pass you about you having to like point them by because then they they trust you to be predictable but you have to trust them to be predictable even though you don't know them as a person but you have to trust the fact that the fact that you guys are both in the same run group that you guys have a certain level of trust to maintain and that mm. that means you can't just suddenly start doing something like erratic or like doing something really crazy but they won't be doing that either because you're not really, you're going fast enough that it could be really dangerous for everyone. So you really have to be trusting of the people around you. Gotcha. And it's kind of like a different level of comfort. At first, it's a little unnerving. You're like, well, what if they do this? Or what if they do that? What if they just suddenly like try to hit me? But 
like at the end of the day everyone's trying to drive home in their own cars you're not trying to like <laughs> hit someone else you know <laughs> that's definitely yeah not a, not a circle back to one of the main questions that that reminded me to reach out to you i was like oh yeah we gotta have you on the show um uh, now you don't have details for it yet but you want you were thinking about having a, a predominantly uh, female a predominantly female track day uh and so that post what, what inspired that like what's what's something that what, what kind of inspired you know to to want to like move forward on that concept and uh to put something together like that um so one of the things I've noticed is a lot of my female friends who aren't really into tracking but really want to get into it is that they're like oh, tracking seems really intimidating. And the thing is, it really is, because if you go to a track event, it's like all dudes and maybe three girls in the entire event. And it's out of like 120, 150 people sometimes. And you're just like, why are there three girls here? And sometimes the guys have a lot of egos and they really want to show off, which is totally understandable. Like sometimes I want to show off too, but if you're really a beginner and you're like already a minority, And a lot of people are trying to show off and push their egos onto you and try to make yourself feel worse. Then it's really like a harsh environment to start and try out something that is like more of a male sport, I guess. And so that's why I really wanted to push for a female, predominantly female track day, um, because I really want to encourage women to be able to try out tracking. Because a lot Mm. of people have told me they'd like to try, but it just seems really scary. And I'm like, I know it is. (laughs) you just got to do it. But in this situation, maybe if we have a little more women, we have more women instructors, we kind of keep an eye out for the kind of kind of men who are coming to support the event, then we can kind of limit the amount of negativity and like try to push up the confidence of these kind of the women who are trying to come and try out. 100%. And I'm glad. And this is why I wanted to have you on because like you can only get so much context from a text or mm-hmm. this is why I love doing this podcast and why I'm, it's, it's super awesome to see how this thing explodes and people reaching out saying like, I love what you t- said, or I love that you had X, Y, and Z on because it's very limiting. If you only get so much perspective on like what you're trying to get across as far as the point and that right there, a lot of that is a, a common mission amongst females and males like myself to kind of help bring that, bring that, uh, that comfort, in bring environments and market environments like that to the surface because there's so many people that said they want to start or they listen to the podcast and like, Hey, like what direction should I go uh, as a female? And it's things like this that makes, makes that pivotal and then getting ladies like yourself together with other enthusiasts to make those things happen because there's a lot of events. Or I'm starting to see a lot of events, but, there's a, there's a lack of, you know, the marketing. That's why I'm saying like, hey, as soon as you figure out the dates, you let me know because we need to make sure these things are known because without the internet, a lot of, a lot of people don't know these things exist, let alone other enthusiasts exist. And, you know, I want to use it for the good because there's so many trolls online, and all negative, but there's also positives in situations and scenarios like that. So the moment you find out dates and you need help as far as connecting with, you know, other like-minded enthusiasts or whatever maybe just know miss manual is in your pocket (laughs) 
Oh, well, I do have the date for our event and the location, but we just got oh, yeah. registration now. Yeah, we have it approved as of a couple days ago. So the, the event will be Ladies Takeover with Next Level Racing at Button Willow Raceway on December 29th. So just in time for New Year's and Christmas. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. Perfect. Is there any, is there, is there a registration and everything up for that? Just, or is it still in the works or? We're still working on our registration because our old system only allows signups about 120 days in advance, but we want to open it up sooner. So we're still working on the, the logistics for that, but I'll definitely be posting on my Instagram as that comes out, but we'll definitely be promoting pretty heavily in the next few months. Perfect. And I know you kind of touched on it, but I kind of kind of get it more of a systematic, you know, uh, maybe bullet points. Who, what, what's an event like? You said it's, it's called the Ladies Takeover. Mm-hmm. What that? Who, who's that for? Like, what, what's some who's who's somebody that you might speak to that might listen to this that might be either local or they might travel there. Like, who's someone? What 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 type of lady is that event for? Are they beginners? Or are they curious? Like. Let's kind of talk to maybe somebody that's interested, but they're unsure. Um, ladies Takeover will definitely be geared a lot more towards beginners. We will be having two beginner groups so that you can have a lot more one-on-one -on -one time with an instructor. There'll be more classroom time. And it'll just try to be us trying to encourage you to do your best and also to make you really comfortable with your car and on the racetrack. And also just be comfortable with where you are and not have a lot of pressure because sometimes pressure is a good thing and sometimes pressure can just be really negative and I'd rather just have it be a very low-key low pressure event and just be like if you're the type of girl who really wants to get to know what it's like to go to the track or if you really want to know how to handle your car a little better if you want to get to know driving your car really fast like this is the perfect event for you it's going to be super low stress like we're going to keep them out of people really low it's going to be about half the size of a normal track event and it's going to be a lot of instructors around so everyone who's there is there to help you and to help make you a better driver and that's kind of like the goal of my event basically I just want to make everyone like more confident in their own driving I love it I love it and that, that's why again I always have a good vibes and I'm like I think this person should come on like I've yet to hear 90% if not 99% of ladies that I've had on here because nothing like this exists but for the most part it's been great and like I said I love your mission I love what you're trying to do because that's that's the goal with Miss Manual that's that's what that's what uh we want to it, it basically make make the pedestal like the confidence of a female not only you know regardless if it's welding or if they're in the in the cockpit in the driver's seat or they're on the track we want that to be like the normal because you know I'm, I'm I'm fully aware of where we come from as far as males and females, but things are different. And events like this, females like you, is what's going to help, you know, make that the normal as far as, you know, a woman not having a problem to jump on a track. Like, oh, okay, sure, I would love to do that. So mm -hmm. I love, love, love what you're doing. So like I said, you have, you have our support, and, you know, as far as, like, helping cultivate that in any shape or form that we can. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. <laughs> of course, of course. Now, is there anything done to uh, to your, your MX-5 or is it stock? Um, my Miata has suspension and wheels and tires and that's it because I kind of want to improve driver mod before the car. 
but mm-hmm. I definitely was reaching the limits of my suspension and which is why I upgraded my suspension and then when I upgraded my suspension the limits of my car were way above my tires and my wheels and so I upgraded those to match it so I've, I'm still trying to drive at the limit of my car as it is right now before I do any more modifications but I will probably be buying an actual S2000 for my next track car because that one has a lot more potential as a track car and the modifications are a lot cheaper for what I want to do and this is generally a lot more competitive whereas the MX-5 has a lot less of a track community especially for the ND because it's so new and most of the people who drive them are a lot older than me and so the enthusiast community feels very small it doesn't feel very competitive I don't really have a gauge of where I stand against other people who drive the same car, which is why I'm interested in another one. Gotcha. So you want to, you want to kind of, you want to kind of be more of a community that's going to push you or so you mm-hmm. have more to that just to kind of get more competitive. Yeah, definitely. That goes into what you just said, you know, you said pressure can be a great thing, but also it can be a bad thing. But in this scenario, like you're, you're, you're purposely looking for it to kind of have, help you evolve to like the next level. Mm -hmm, definitely I just want to kind of like try and see if I can compete with other people and to try and push myself a little harder because I'll see how similar cars are doing like different lap times now why the Miata what what, what drew you to uh, getting that to start well when I was a kid what I was basically since I was born my dad had an NA Miata and it was the cutest little thing it was It was a 1990 or an 1889, I believe. It was red. It had the cutest pop-up headlights. And he loved that Miata. And as a result, I loved that Miata. Because he would take us around the mountains when he was really stressed out or he was bored. And he would just, like, take us for a drive. And, like, sometimes he would, like, shove me and my brother in there, even though we're, like, little kids. (laughs) And it's a (laughs) two-seater car. But he's like, we're going to pack it in the Miata, you know, get it. Or we'll, like, go to McDonald's and our greasy hands are covered in fries and we're just, like, sitting there enjoying the view. And it's, like, it was just, like, my childhood. My childhood was growing up with a Miata. But then it, like, eventually started to get old and kind of died because it just, we have a lot of wild animals and they started getting in the car and chewing through all the electricals. And repairing electrical problems is probably some of the worst things to deal with. (laughs) And so he kind of had to get rid of it. Um, which is why when I was in about 2015, when I was looking for my first real car as an adult, I was like, I really want a Miata, but the NT Miata isn't out yet. So I was like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> so I actually leased a Prius because it was really cheap for two years. <laughs> and then I bought the ND afterwards. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> I was driving the, the Prius. That's, that's interesting. It was fun. I mean, I had the Prius C, so it was really small. It was really cheap. I had amazing MPG, so I was just kind of saving money until I got the Miata. Uh, It was just kind of a car that got me from point A to point B, but I was like, I'm doing this for like two years just so I can save so much more money for like the next car. (laughs) (laughs) Now, last one of the last questions is, is there anybody online on Instagram or offline that, you know, that, that inspires you uh, in the automotive industry, guy or girl? Um, definitely 
my boyfriend is one of my biggest supporters and helpers and definitely someone I look up to. So he's definitely high up there, uh, mainly because he's always supporting me in my driving, in my car decisions, and like just in general, if I'm like, oh, I really need to do this or that, he's like, hey, if you're stressed out, like I can go grab your car and take it to the shop and get the alignment done or whatever. Like you should focus on school, which is like fantastic and has always been He's always got my back and like if people are really rude sometimes he'll just stand up but sometimes he'll just like sit there and wait for me to kind of like uh <laughs> basically show them up later on because he knows and he believes in me and he's always like you got this you don't need anyone to tell you <laughs> that you're like good but like just to reaffirm yourself I'm, I'm always there to watch your back you know um and then like other people who have, I've encountered in like the track community, I've actually encountered a lot of people that I look up to, but I guess there's not one like singular person that I would name, but I just say like most of the people who have been really kind and have been really like welcoming to me and just generally very friendly and accepting and just taking me under their wings and being like, hey, I can support you. Like, this is what you should do to get better. Like, here's some advice. So, like, give me ride-alongs and, like, just be really supportive people. Like, any of those people, like, they're all outstanding. <laughs> so just, hey, yeah. What were you saying? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, no, down. no worries. <laughs> I, I was losing my train of thought. <laughs> okay, for sure. All right, well... Lastly, I always like to give I always like to give those who come onto the show the opportunity if they have anything on their mind. Is there anything that you've either texted or you wanted to get across? Because this podcast, we 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 uh, we're reaching several thousand people and growing every single month as far as listeners, which is still insane. Shout out to everybody that's like listening and how this is like opening so many minds. Uh, is there anything that you you wanted to like? get across or is there something that's been in your mind that you wanted to like shout or just you know say passionately and tell somebody um anything related to the car industry guy or gal that you wanted to you know make clear in in your pov or perspective um i know uh, thank you for a moment <laughs> I, yeah um i think that Maybe regardless of what kind of cars you're into, what kind of motorsport or lack thereof, if you're just into wrenching even, like everyone should just be a little kinder in the car industry. I feel like there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of like aggression between different car groups. There's like the toge group versus the track group, which is always a huge fight for some reason, even though I feel like toge people and track people are all the same people it's just at the end of the day it's just where you drive not it's not about what you drive it's like where you drive and that's the only thing that divides them and I feel like if you just try driving the other thing maybe you'll realize that at the end of the day all you're doing is driving and that's what we have in common and not to make a huge fight about it but it's very entertaining sometimes too but I also think people should just try and be more understanding of other car enthusiasts in general because some people just aren't into driving they're more into wrenching and that's okay <laughs> I, I'm not really a huge wrencher I'm more of a driving enthusiast than a 
than like a build a car enthusiast I just enjoy the driving experience and I enjoy engaging with the car and like holding the steering wheel <laughs> respect um, yeah and I guess that's kind of what I have to say I like it I definitely agree like this again this is what it's all about like like this is all about perspectives it's, it's not about to it's not about the gloat over one group of people versus the other it's just kind of to give give an arsenal, create an arsenal where, you know, it's, it's full of different, you know, walks of life, you know, different journeys. And most importantly, this, this whole thing is like a secret agenda behind myself where, you know, I, I highly encourage many people in their lives in the, in the car industry or not to live more than one perspectives other than their, than their own. Cause I feel like if people do that then a lot more people would be a lot more happy, you know, it'd be a lot less tension in uh, mm-hmm. people's lives, regardless if that's at a car show, and they're like, why did they do that to their car? To, you know, simply just asking them to, like, hey, like, why'd you do that? Or where did that come from? Versus, you know, bringing their own preconceived notions from when they were five and they were taught from their, you know, their circle of people. So definitely mm-hmm. like, like what you said there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> now, where can people follow you again as far as your journey and, you know, uh, patiently wait wait for the details for registration for uh for the ladies takeover early 2020 um so you can follow me on instagram at, at jacqueline.car j-a-c-r-i-n and if you go onto facebook and you join the ladies takeover but uh i believe it's ladies takeover track day then you can get more updates on the Ladies Takeover event. And we'll soon be posting an event page. So if you search that on Facebook, I'm sure you'll find it and send in a request. Sensational. Well, Jacqueline, I want to thank you for taking the time to jump on here. And I always like to encourage all the ladies, if there's anything that you wanted to, you know, come back on and, you know, reach out and, you know, maybe get a point across on you wanted to share something or more details on the track day, don't hesitate to reach out and most importantly you have the anchor app so you i I like to encourage the ladies like if you have anything you personally want to say and you want to get across you can record it and you can send the episode to me and then boom you have a platform where you know you're you have you have the ability to be heard by thousands soon to be millions so definitely encourage you to come back on if anything uh hits your mind and you know yeah just overall thank you like this is it's crazy to think about like we're almost a hundred people deep and you know a lot of people are going to hear this and I know it, it, may, it might seem simplistic in a sense but you know it, we all want to just relate to people and you know this your perspective can do a lot a lot a lot of good than you realize and a lot of people realize so I'm just super grateful and appreciative that you took the time yeah definitely thank you for having me <laughs> <laughs> most definitely and guys if you guys enjoyed this podcast, uh, I say a very few simple things. Share it with yourself, of course. Don't be selfish. Share it with somebody you feel like it can give them a new insight perspective uh, on the females in the automotive industry and help us get to a million downloads. Again, all we're asking is to go ahead and share this. And if you guys want to support financially, we've got it was one option. Now there's two. Number one was always hit the support button in the link in bio of uh, Miss Manual where you can donate as little as 99 cents a month or 23 cents a day where that helps advertise the female perspective in the automotive industry. And secondly, 
sometime in March, we will be releasing the MissManual.com website. will be open where guys and gals will have the ability to support Miss Manual. For those who've been asking over the past 9, 10, 11 months, it'll soon have your ability to do so. So stay tuned and wait till the next episode as we share one perspective one episode at a time. So Jacqueline, you have a sensational day and until next time. Thank you.